Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. Welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew. And this episode is brought to you by Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California. And if you're a comic book fan like me, they offer some of the newest comics and graphic novels out today. And they also offer a great selection of coffee and treats, so it's always a, a go-to spot for me. Uh, that's my, uh, my, one of my headquarters there. Um, or just, uh, you know, just doing a, you know, doing a client, client meeting or, uh, you know, even just having a, a event there. They offer all, they, they have the space to offer all that and accommodate all that. So uh, if you're in the area, in the San Diego area, please check them out today. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram at Panels Coffee or visit their website at panelscoffee.com. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Helium Radio, uh, an internet uh, radio station based out of Florida. So uh, when you get the chance, check out heliumradio.com. You'll see this episode as well as other of my past episodes. And um, yeah, so check it out. Please uh, please support them. Please support the Cradle Brew. So I'm also on uh, Patreon. Check out some of the, the offers and things that I have for that for people that's wanting to um, invest in the in the podcast and the, and the radio show. And uh, I want to welcome David Krantz. He's a health coach uh, specializing in epigenetics and nutrigenomics. I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, and he, he, he dials in using uh, personalized um, nutrition and lifestyle strategies, and it's geared towards creative professionals like like me. So uh, definitely one of those to where I'm, I'm real adamant about, uh, especially my creators, my entrepreneurs, uh, anyone that's that's you know possibly freelancing, working from home, um, having a ritual, having a routine that you know sort of primes your body for the day is very important. Um, you know, being in the right headspace, having the right nutrition, um, being able to have the energy to to, to do um, various things. So you're, you know, if you're like me, um, I have you know sometimes I have seven or eight different things going at the same time. So I have to have the energy needed to. Um, and manage the energy needed to to really be productive through the day and, and get the things um, that I need to get done. And at the same time, too, sort of push the, the studio forward. So if you're having issues or having trouble with your nutrition, your mindset, uh, just trying to figure out what, what things are going to fuel you um, for the day, um, then this may be the guy you need to talk to. So I'll let him introduce himself a little bit and, and tell his story. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for thanks for the introduction there. Um, yeah, like like Quantal said, I'm a, a health coach specializing in nutritional genetics and genomics, nutrigenomics, which is really the study of how your genes and individual variations in your DNA cause you to have different nutritional requirements than say the person sitting next to you. And so it can get very personal and very specific into what is going to make your brain function at a high level. And anyone that is on the creative path, whether you're a entrepreneur or, or a writer or you know, whatever your preferred passion is, having that sense of being able to sit down and focus and do the work that you want to when you want to, I think is critical. And uh, my background is actually in uh, music. I've been a musician my whole life. And I when I was 
in my mid to early 20s, I, I had a fairly successful electronic music production career. I still do. It's just not my main thing now. Um, but uh, I, I was touring and living kind of the late night creative lifestyle. And it really took a toll on my health. And I had some really kind of weird health stuff pop up and um, kind of forced me to really learn a lot of techniques that I'll, I'll you know, share with my clients um, and sort of get myself back on track that way. Um, and so, you know, I'm really passionate about helping other creatives actually get the health that they deserve and really be able to, you know, manifest and really you know, meet up, match the potential that they know that they have. Yeah. So uh, for uh, as for audiences that that really have no idea as far as what your as far as certain concepts that you work with, um, can you d- describe to people what uh, what epigenetics is and what uh, nutrigenomics is? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a pretty new area of scientific inquiry and you know understanding. But epigenetics is the study of how our genes change expression and this is really a different understanding than what was available when we first discovered DNA back in the fifties. We used to think that, you know, your DNA controls your destiny and whatever genes you have, whatever you've inherited from your family is going to translate into your health and into, you know, whatever diseases you might have a predisposition to and um, you know, your intelligence and all that. But what, what science has really uncovered in the past 20 or 30 years is that there's this other layer to our DNA called epigenetics. And epigenetics consists of all of these different markers that can actually get put onto different places in our DNA and change the way those genes express. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, your DNA is kind of the instruction manual for all of the biochemistry in your body. Um, you know, what makes your skin color, your skin color, your eye color, your hair color, all these things that you can see on the outside, um, you know, has a component in your DNA. But all of the things that happen internally, you know, the way you metabolize different nutrients or the way you create certain hormones, um, those also have a you know genetic component. There's something in the instruction manual that causes you to create those things the way you do. And what epigenetics really describes is when you interact with the environment, when you intake certain foods or nutrients, when you're undergoing certain amounts of stress or doing exercise, anything that is going to, you know, cause a change, which is kind of everything, right? It's, it's, your body is constantly monitoring what's going on in the environment and adapting. And so epigenetics describes this process where your body is dynamically responding to the environment, to what you're putting in it. And the really cool thing is that it's really shown us that we don't actually, you know, we're, we're not actually destined to uh, kind of have this predetermined outcome in our DNA. What we know now is that what you do matters more than what genes you have. Mm-hmm. So by actually understanding what genes you have, you can customize the things that you do to create optimal genetic expression. And I know that seems a little long-winded, but it's uh, it's a pretty revolutionary understanding, you know, of the body, and it, it's very empowering in terms of really understanding how you're able to, you know, affect these changes in your body and really, you know, kind of customize the way that you want to feel and 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 live by what you do. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely agree on on that. Uh, yeah, that's one of the. Uh, 
you know, been a been a student of uh, epigenetics for uh, for a few years now. Actually, reading uh, the book uh, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. and uh, he he goes into you know great length about epigenetics and and uh, how certain how the environment um, the at the outside environment and then also what we what we take in how does that affect um, you know our, our DNA and what signals um, cause our DNA to our genes to express certain certain things uh, depending in the depending on the environment that you're in and, and what you you know what you take into your body what you you know how you pray or meditate all those things you know your, your DNA is affected by all those so um, definitely a, uh, <laughs> a practitioner um in that and uh yeah definitely doing um you know my daily uh you know mantras and, and meditating and, and prayer I, I believe it's uh had a uh, profound effect on my on my body and, and um, my mind and then and, and my spirit too so um so what was i you know for you um yeah we could definitely probably have an hour-long conversation on, on epigenetics but you know what was that point for you? And I, I know I've asked other other people. What was that like? That defining point in your life to where you you felt like um, you needed to make a make a change in your life? And uh, how how did you even? Because I mean, I, I know you you were saying you're in a music production. How did you? Was there a certain book or something that you found that sort of transitioned you into uh, being a uh, health coach? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I'll, I'll give you a little bit more detail in kind of how I got here. So um, I, like I mentioned, you know, I, I, I really just wasn't paying attention to my body, kind of letting things go without thinking about them. And the kind of tipping point was, and this might be really interesting for some of your listeners too, um, I w- uh, got into a creative partnership with a guy who uh, at the time, I really didn't understand what narcissistic personality disorder was. Um, but I learned um, kind of slowly over time. And it was like being, you know, the, the metaphor of uh, boiling a frog slowly in water, uh, where all, you know, all of a sudden, it just the stress built up, and I was being made to be responsible for this other person's emotions and this partnership. And he was really talented, you know, it was, it was purely an artistic thing at first, and it became very difficult. And so that kind of that stress, that mental stress, added to just not taking care of my body in general in the physical sense kind of you know pushed me over the edge and um i started having some really severe um stomach issues i actually had some like just nervous system dysfunction like being extremely um you know extremely anxious and then passing out i would actually pass out here and and it was like like my nervous system would just shut down and um so I went to a bunch of doctors and they were, you know, they, you know, monitored my heart and looked at kind of the, the really serious things, but they were basically like, yeah, you know, there's not much we can do for you. You're healthy. And I was like, no, I'm actually not, you know, uh, <laughs> clearly not. So I, I got really into the biohacking world yeah, and just started looking at, you know, what are the ways I can, you know, impact this for myself. And I, uh, I was taking a walk on my lunch break from work one day. And I realized that the logo on the building next door was actually the logo on one of my favorite health podcasts that I'd been listening to. Oh, wow. And this doctor, this guy, Dr. Dan Stickler, um, actually had an office right next door. And he was, he was doing these podcasts that I would love because he was one of the only guys that was looking at epigenetics and genetics in this particular way. Um, and so I made an appointment just to get, a, you know, get some blood work done. And 
turned out that they were actually looking to hire someone who had a background in audio production because uh, they had this experimental sound chamber uh, that they were using for meditation and you know stress relief and that type of thing. And they wanted someone to build out programs for it. And so I took a job there uh, as quickly as I could. I mean, it was like yeah. a perfect thing and can't make, can't make it up. And yeah. right around the same time, uh, he was developing a training program for other practitioners with you know to teach his method of genetics and epigenetics and he asked me to be kind of a beta tester for it he was like you know you clearly you know you've got a handle on this stuff you've been doing you know you're deep in the biohacking world you actually understand more than most people and i was like no <laughs> like i'm not i'm a musician you know and i just didn't have that sense of um you know feeling like i could help people at that point but i i eventually said yes and trusted him and um, started learning from him and started working with a few clients. And, um, you know, I guess to, to answer your question in terms of what really um, kind of got me, kind of what, what was the tipping point to, to, you know, get me into this stuff? It was starting to make the connections between all of these things that I had kind of figured out on my own, like, you know, eating a certain way, like learning that a high fat diet worked well for me, um, you know, use, like using su certain supplements and just finding the kind of worked. but then like connecting the dots with the genetics and saying, oh, well, this is why this thing worked for me and this thing didn't. And this is why I was predisposed in certain ways to this stressful kind of thing. And, um, you know, the epigenetic piece is really interesting too, in, in that um, I have some, uh, you know, uh, to kind of talk to your listeners, I'm sure Joe Dispenza talks about in that book, but the ability to pass epigenetics down from generation to generation. Um, my mom's parents were in the Holocaust, uh, were in concentration camps. And that, what I believe, you know, set me up to have an extreme stress response, right? Like that type of trauma has been shown to um, cause heightened stress response. And so like putting the epigenetic pieces together, putting the genetic pieces together and just really giving me an understanding of like, all right, this is why my body did this thing. Here's like, a, you know, the instruction manual to like run my body correctly. Um, really made me realize how powerful this information was and, and how much I wanted to help other people find out the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think people uh, don't realize, I mean, I think so many people will get into a, uh, a state of, you know, reaction, especially now. Uh, and even the way, you know, our society is now it, it, it's real hard to sort of go 100 miles an hour and and the, and that's something I, and i'm a part-time you know coach uh wrestling coach and uh, I, I train a lot of, of fighters and things like that too and uh, i tell them I, I sort of give them the uh the description of you know being a uh, like a like a mustang car i was like you never you you don't shift it up and you know you don't shift it up and go 100 miles an hour for you know, <laughs> for X amount of miles, like you have to, you have to shift down, you know, you have to go in a different gear. So uh, I sort of think about that, even in my creative uh, career and, um, you know, just my body, uh, knowing that I, I can't go 100 miles an hour. And I know if I do that, something, <laughs> something's going <laughs> to break down eventually. And uh, I, I think we just, I think now just with society, we get so used to this is a very um, hypersensitive uh, society we live in, and, you know, everybody, you know, is going, you know, at a, at a certain speed, and it's sort of hard to, you know, just get people just to, sh you know, shift down, you know, sort of, you know, even, you know, even before you get going with your day, you know, sort of center, you center yourself and, and figure out, okay, you know, um, you know, not, not knowing that you have to, you know, 
get up and react to everything, but knowing you could sort of just sit still for that five to 10 minutes and, and um, sort of be with yourself before you, you know, get out and, and do, do the things you need to do. Um, I, th I think people um, really don't, don't realize that or, or practice that. I think people realize it, but they just, you know, taking the time to sort of sit down for five to 10 minutes is, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's sort of hard for a lot of people um, to do something like that, but um, I, yeah, I, I know even with epigenetics, uh, you know, I, I always feel like even the, the things and the impact that I do with my body, I know that, yes, it, it I, I think it'll, it'll be passed down, you know, to, to future generations and that those are things that, uh, you know, I, I definitely believe in and I, I would, would love for, um, you know, other people to start incorporating that because sometimes we can, you know, sort of live in that same lifestyle and same habit and that, that energy, everything sort of, you know, it, it goes to, to other, you know, to future generations. Uh, it gets passed down in some way, way or form. Um, so even with, um, I know we had talked before and uh, I know you were in uh, meditation and um, how's, um, how's, well, I can give you a couple of questions. Even with meditation, how's uh, meditation, um, you know, work for you? And even with uh, epigenetics, even the people, the clients that you've worked with, what's been the results of, uh, of them using certain practices that you that you help them out with? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, med meditation has been huge for me. Uh, yoga, other practices that really integrate the mind body, mm -hmm. and that's one of the beautiful things about epigenetics is that it actually describes this sort of interface between what we classically consider to be the physical body and the mind where both of those things can impact genetic expression in really similar ways. Um, what, what's really fascinating is that they found that meditation and physical exercise, regular physical exercise, affect a lot of the same genes. Um, you know, they turn on the anti-inflammatory set of genes and they, they turn um, off some of the pro-inflammatory genes, which is super important for brain function and neural longevity and um, you know, lowering all kinds of disease risk. And you know, for me personally, it's given me a greater ability to choose the response I want to have in the moment. I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me um, in terms of um, you know, being able to encounter a situation and decide what would actually be the best thing for the situation rather than just impulsively respond, you know, react to something. Right. Um, and I was not, I've not always been like that. And it's a daily, you know, it's a daily balance. Um, you know, it's not like meditation turns you into some sort of, um, you know, laser focused superhuman all of a sudden, but yeah. it, it, it does give you maybe, you know, a, a, a percentage in the, in the direction you want to be going in. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I see it, it it's something that's very helpful in my clients and it, it acts as sort of a glue, you know, to all the other things that you can do, you know, with nutrition and, and sleep and all these things. It's like you, it kind of adds this extra, um, you know, kind of puzzle piece, something that kind of ties everything together and just makes everything work a little bit better. And it's, uh, you know, just to, to kind of tie that into the, the mind-body connection a little bit more, and I think your audience might really appreciate this um, as creatives and entrepreneurs, there was a study that was done at UCLA, actually a series of a couple studies, um, I think in 2015, that was looking at 
people's happiness and whether they were people that derived their happiness from hedonic means like, you know, pursuing pleasure, going out and partying, um, or if there were people that got their pleasure from what they called eudaimonic means, uh, meaning uh, are you getting pleasure from pursuing your passion, pursuing your purpose, getting in touch with that. And that's kind of the main source. And it's not to say that like you can't pursue your passion and go out and party too. It's just like, what's the predominant mode of where you're deriving meaning from in your life. And what they found was um, they actually had a better, the people that were in the eudaimonic group, the the purpose and passion driven group actually had better um, uh, epigenetic profiling. They had better immune response and they had a lot of the inflammatory markers that would be associated with less disease risk. And so just by, um, you know, actually putting your, yourself in a position where you're doing something that is meaningful and that you're passionate about and not just kind of, you know, doing something frivolous with your time. Um, You actually can impact those things as well. So it's this, it's such a complex kind of system, but at the same time, you can narrow these things down into very simple truths to kind of lead your life by, you know, it's a, it's one of those very holistic kind of ways to look at the body in the way that um you know you live your life yeah um so what would you what would you say to people that i get a lot of people um specifically you know younger um uh younger people there that i said they're in the cradle field or they're looking to uh, perhaps break into a creative industry you know it could be you know graphic design or music or you know any anything video production anything like that um and Probably, and I think the, the, the lingering, the, the question I usually get is like, you know, how do I you know, find my purpose or how do I find a, like a vision for my life? What would you, what would you uh, say to people like that? Um, and, and like I said, I know even with, even with me, I, I you know I have a specific purpose and vision, I, I feel like, but it's always sort of, you know, molding and changing and it may be completely different in the next 10 years, who knows, but, mm-hmm. um, but it sort of drives me to sort of um, keep going forward, um, you know, every day, uh, what would you say to anybody that, that, that's perhaps, you know, feeling lost or feeling like I don't have a purpose right now? Yeah. So I think what you hit on right there is super important in that what you're doing right now might not be the same thing you're doing in 10 years. Um, and I think just being willing to follow that sense of curiosity is probably the most important thing. Like whatever it is that you just enjoy spending your time learning about or doing. And if you haven't found that thing, you know, try, try some new things, go out and explore something that you haven't tried and something that, you know, you might not even expect yourself to enjoy. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for kind of this nonlinear process where, you know, like people expect, I think there's this expectation that like, you're just going to know what you're supposed to do, but that's not how it works. It's like, you just have to try a bunch different things and fail (laughs) the the the, i've failed so many times in so many different ways that um i now just kind of take those you know failures and you know learn from them put them into this kind of large you know uh it's almost like looking at a a vision board of failure (laughs) to say like all right here here's the things that i've done wrong and here's the things that um i know i could do better yeah. And it's kind of this constant, you know, game of 
how much energy and effort do I want to put into this thing? And how much, um, how much is this really, you know, fueling my sense of aliveness, right? I feel like that's the main thing is like, does this thing that you want to be doing make you feel alive? Or you're just trying to get a paycheck from it. And there's nothing wrong with getting a paycheck just for the sake of doing it. But I think that you have to be very honest with yourself in terms of really understanding, um, you know, what's worth putting your time into. And I'll also say that, you know, I think that there's the idea out there that your passion should be the thing that you're making money from. But I also think that for some people, it's not necessarily true in that I think it's worth leaving some things as just a hobby. Um, like that's what I found personally is that, um, you know, some things I actually, even though I'm really passionate about them, when I try and, and market them and make money from them, I kind of loses some of the, the edge for me. And I think that's a personal thing, yeah. you know, it, it, some, and I don't mind, you know, doing that with some things, but then other things, like I want that just to be something I do in my personal time where I'm, you know, it's not a career. Yeah. And so I think that like having those things that you do, um, you know, for personal, just creative, for the sake of creating something, um, you have to kind of decide, am I okay, you know, turning this into a career? And if you are, then put all your energy into it. And if not, then, you know, keep searching for the thing that you can be excited about and make into your career. And I think there's, you know, it's totally okay to have these kind of multiple pursuits and passions, and they all inform each other in the end. It's all about like, you know, being a multifaceted person who isn't, you know, necessarily bound by one identity and one uh, sense of I am this thing. Uh, So, you know, I'd say just being willing to make room for other identities, other professions, other hobbies, whatever it is, um, just really leaving yourself open to the curiosity. Yeah, and I think you just hit on some uh, some great points because uh, you know even for me for my creative uh, profession, you know, I find myself um, starting to uh, do some other things uh, outside of just being a you know quote unquote you know graphic designer. Um, I like I said you know doing you know more podcasting and uh, now starting to go into more uh, uh, doing speaking engagements now and. And uh, uh, actually going to a going to a school tomorrow to, to speak to some uh, digital uh, arts classes uh, out here in the San Diego area. But uh, I, I find myself uh, I love doing that. You know, I love going out and you know talking to uh, just talking to people that you know maybe they you know they have those gifts and pursuits and they just you know feel like maybe they just need that reassurance from someone to say, hey, look, just keep keep going that direction. You're you're on the right path. Um, not to say it's not going to be hard, but um, you know, if it lights you up and if you're passionate about it, you'll, uh, you'll get to where you need to go. And, uh, so it, it's one of those things where I find myself, you know, starting to, you know, do, do all kinds of, all kinds of things. And, you know, my wife, she can be, she's sort of old school. Uh, she's more on the, 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 the linear, <laughs> you know, you, you guilt this path and that's it. And, um, so, you know, love her, but sometimes we move my heads at times and we, you know, it's one of those where like, you know, hey, look, I can be this writer, I can be a speaker, I can be a designer, I can, you know, I can do all these things that I know I'm capable of doing that. Uh, where she's like, okay, no, focus on one thing and then that's it, you know. So it's one of those where it's, uh, no, love or death, but yeah, it's one of those where I, I, I'm always interested to see what, what other, uh, what other 
people are doing, um, and you know, even people that a lot of people I've, I've spoken to, they're doing, they're not just doing like one thing, they're doing all kinds of other things and sort of molding everything together um, into uh, something that, that sort of drives them. Um, so I, I never, I, from what I've, you know, the people I've interviewed, the people I've spoken to, I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, um, they're not just that one thing. Uh, they're very you know, multi-dimensional uh, people. Uh, and I think that's reflective of the, of the universe. I think, you know, we, we were in a multi-dimensional you know, universe and I, I think that gets reflected into a, a lot of the things that we that we do and, and um, how we see ourselves and not just labeling ourselves under uh, and containing ourselves under one one thing when we know uh, we can express and, and be more uh, than that. So, yeah, that, like I said, that's some good good points. Um, but um, yeah, going down. Um, so, what's right now? What is inspiring you right now? What's inspiring me right now? Um, well, I actually just set up my music studio in this new, I'm, I'm renting a new place right now and oh, nice. uh, just, just set my studio back up. So I'm super inspired to, to <laughs> back into some music right now. Yeah. Um, I think in a broader sense, um, I'm really excited by um, a lot of the revolutions that's going on in psychedelics and mental health. Um, that's an area I'm actually pursuing, just talking about multifacetedness. I'm actually getting my uh, master's degree in mental health counseling right now as well. Um, so, cause I'm very interested in, in being able to work with people, um, you know, more on the deep emotional level and, yeah. um, really fascinated with, um, you know, what happens when you're in certain altered states that can help you access, uh, emotions that might be difficult to access otherwise, or, mm -hmm. you know, reprocess experiences that, um, you know, are facilitated by uh, certain certain mindsets and mind states. And um, I've had some really profound and positive results from those compounds. Also some, you know, difficult and hard to manage things, but uh, learning how to, um, you know, come through those things to the other side has been really impactful in my own development. So I'm really kind of, you know, inspired by just the opportunity to, work with people in a you know, deeper level and deeper through deeper layers and um, really excited to see um, what's going on in on the scientific research side of things and um, you know people saying hey th there's something really to this we need to be paying attention and you know people putting their professional credibility and lives on the line to say like yeah no these are quote unquote illegal substances but it's really important that we take a second look at them and really yeah. see what they're they're capable of yeah, I mean, I know, uh, like, uh, I mean, even with substances like uh, ayahuasca and, and some of those other substances, I've seen, uh, you know, profound impacts on people that deep, that's had deep emotional issues, and they've come out, you know, been able uh, to to really help themselves, um, you know, and, and that's, I think that's one of those where I, I think now more people are starting to take notice of that now. Um, to where even with, uh, you know, big farm, you know, they're looking to, you know, they're really looking to just to treat the symptoms. Uh, it, like I said, they're in there to make money. Uh, they treat the symptoms and not curing what, what is actually going on. And I think you have to sort of, uh, and I think, uh, who said it? I want to think Alan Watts said it. You know, sometimes you got to lose your mind to come to your senses. Uh-huh, uh -huh. And uh, that, I, I think that's perfect. That makes perfect sense. Um, 
you know, sometimes you have to get out of your, your mind, of your rational mind and, and sort of get to, um, you know, come back to, you know, what, you know, really a, a, perhaps a higher dimension or perhaps a, a, another state of being uh, to be able to really get the answers and the healings that you're looking for. Sometimes we try to label everything in into our rational mind and sometimes you have to step out of that to get, actually get the answer that you're, that you're looking for. Um, yeah, I, I think with, um, you know, substances like that and some of the other things, I think it could definitely be uh, beneficial, um, you know, for, for people that's really, um, you know, that's really looking for that healing that they're, um, that they're needing. So, I, yeah, I'd be interested to see some, some other results after, you know. Um, so when you get your master's, do you, so you plan on um, going into practice after that or just, okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really tempted to. I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of uh, you know research and stuff you get uh, get from that. I have to bring Jones for another for a future episode and 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 uh, see what uh, see what research comes out of out of that. Um, yeah, we could definitely chat about that. So, do you feel like uh, even with your music, you know, bringing back your your music, do you feel like um, going into um, a whole different profession um, with with um, with that, with your health practice, do you feel like your your music and everything has been? Uh, do you feel like it's going hand in hand? Do you feel like going back to your music now? Do you feel like you have a, you know, I don't know, maybe like a better perspective, you know, incorporating your, uh, uh, you know, meditation, incorporating a uh, new lifestyle? Do you feel like going back to music now that you feel like you could create and produce better than what you had recently? I mean, well, before you got into that health know health practice yeah i i think so in, in certain ways and i think that a lot of it for me is that you know and, and to really kind of give you also you know i think a deeper perspective a lot of the reasons why i'm so passionate about the the health coaching stuff and, and the nutrition and all that is because that stuff opened me up to really do a lot of healing internally you know a lot of emotional work and have more capacity to do that stuff yeah. and so um, when I, you know, create music now, I have a different relationship to it. I think that I did when I was 18 or 20 in that I actually have more understanding of like the internal dynamics around, um, impulsive creativity, right? Like I think, you know, when I was younger, I used that as a, you know, it was a healthy outlet. Like I had some other unhealthy outlets, but it was definitely probably the healthiest outlet I had for not being able to have emotional competency and express myself in words and you know relationships and all that yeah. um, but I have really worked on developing that side of things so music for me now is it still can be that mm -hmm. but there's less of a um, need to do it like like the sense of like I need to do this or I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> you know like there's there's less of that attached to it which uh, actually provides some nice freedom I oh, think, yeah. uh, and, and there's a sense of being able to be a little bit more calculated, and um, you know, I can still pull out that rawness, that raw emotion, and that ability to come from those places of you know pain and sadness and the things that really you know deep, deeply um, you know drive um, you know some of the creativity, you know, some of the that expression of like transmuting those kind of things into ex creativity. But at the same time, like. Yeah, I think my brain works better now because of that stuff, and so it's just easier to um, to sit there and and be patient and um, 
you know, practice too, like um, from, you know, I do a lot of work on the computer and, and you know, use electronic music production software, but um, just in terms of like getting my chops up on instruments um, in ways that I haven't, I, I wasn't, I didn't used to be able to do because I just didn't have the, um, the patience to practice. I think that's been a big change for me. It's just like having a little bit more ability, like I said before, to make the best decision in the moment rather than just be led by impulsivity. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. So uh, creative tip or tip, what is a, um, a great tip for our audience that, uh, that perhaps maybe they can get some value from? Hmm, let's see. Um, you know, I'm going to come back to the curiosity thing um, and maybe be a little bit more specific. Say you're stuck on a project and you are sitting there at your desk and you really are just like, I, I, I'm done with this. I don't want to work on it. Um, get up and go find something to be curious about that is totally unusual. Like go outside, see if you can be fascinated with something, you know, on the sidewalk or, you know, a, a stick or just something to look at it more deeply than you have before. And like, give yourself that moment to say like, all right, fuck everything else. Nothing else matters. I'm just going to look at this one thing and get really engaged with it until that's all I'm thinking about. And I think there's something really magical that happens when you focus so deeply on something that you usually um, would pass by or not notice or just like, you know, it just becomes part of the background. Yeah. Like when you can pull out and, and zoom in on a tiny detail that is totally ordinary and just be fascinated with it for a minute. It, I, I find that that kind of resets my brain. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I have to go and force myself to do that. <laughs> and it's like, and, and the easiest thing for, for me to make that happen is just to be out in the woods. Like if I can just get myself out in the woods it happens after about you know 20 minutes oh, yeah. on its own automatically. But I think there's also the ability to consciously say to yourself, I want to create that mindset and that mind state. I wonder what I could do to really focus in on something, you know, like I'm just looking at this microphone right now and thinking about like, oh yeah, that would actually be something to really like play around with the perspective of how the light moves through it or yeah. just kind of move my head around and look at it in a different way. And just giving yourself that opportunity to kind of recontextualize something in your life, I find can kind of lead to that creative breakthrough or just that ability to kind of re-engage with the thing that um, you got tired of, but you initially had some spark or, or enjoyment from, you know? Okay. Yeah, great tips. Um, so the creative life, what would be your ideal creative life? So if you had that perfect 24 hours of, you know, work, play, um, what would, what did, uh, what would it, uh, consist of? Yeah. Um, it's pretty close to where I've got it right now. I mean, I, I'm really, you know, done a lot of work to craft a life that feels optimally creative. Um, and, uh, I guess, you know, I haven't been making too much music because my studio has been broken down between these moves lately. Um, but my cre ideal creative day is, you know, wake up, uh, meditate for 10, 15 minutes, do a little bit of yoga, uh, ideally go for a walk um, and come back, have some coffee, uh, maybe eat a, a, you know, an egg or some other kind of light breakfast and um, 
then split basically split my time between learning or working with clients because anytime I'm working with client and helping them with um, you know their nutrition or health challenge, I'm learning. You know, it's always it's always this exchange between um, you know someone who's a you know total individual and different from me that's presenting an interesting learning puzzle or challenge, and um, so I see that as a as you know another just constant life learning opportunity for me. Uh, probably split my time between that and then um, working on some music or some writing. Um, I really enjoy research too. That's one of the things that I've, I've found is that I actually uh, see research as a creative endeavor where, um, you know, I think a lot of people see it as this kind of dry thing where you're just reading through papers, but it's yeah. about, you know, put reading enough that you can start to synthesize new ideas and new information. So um, leaving some of that in, in my day as well. Um, I'm not sure I I'd really want to give like, I spend this many hours doing this, this many hours, that, is that because, because that's part of the creative process is totally throwing that out of the window and just, you know, having the ability to, to kind of shift that around, I think. Um, but some combination of, you know, learning, research, music, and taking care of my body and hanging out with, um, and, and good conversation too. Conversations like this are inspiring and um, always lead to new ideas and stuff like that. Awesome. So, how can people reach out to you? Maybe they're uh, maybe they're just uh, in a low point right now, and they're looking to just drastically um, change their health, change their lives, and, and uh, perhaps get a, a new um, perspective on uh, you know on their mind, on their spirit, and um, to help them optimize their creative capacity. How can people reach out to you? Yeah, so um, my website is david-krantz.com, uh, D-A-V-I-D hyphen K-R-A-N-T-Z dot com. And I offer free 30-minute consultations to anyone who's interested. Um, if you think that you might be able to have a little bit more energy or focus in your life. And, you know, I work with people kind of all across the health spectrum. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, if you are at a low point, this could be very helpful. But I also work with a lot of people who are doing pretty well. And you know, are crushing in their career and, you know, making good money, but just know that they could have a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, out of the day. And uh, I really enjoy working with people like that as well. So kind of no matter where you're at, uh, understanding the way that your body's wired through genetics is going to give you the edge um, to go to the next level. So yeah, if that's something that you might be interested in, uh, free 30 minute consultations. And I also do have a, um, a guide on my site that you can download for free uh, called 10, uh, the uh, top 10 tips for late night creatives. So it's designed for other people that are working, you know, late hours and kind of gives you the most general top 10 things that I think are most important for really making your body function well. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, uh, yeah, like I said, this has been a, another great episode. Please check them out. Uh, also, my place got a, a lot of information, and I'll, I'll definitely be uh, posting everything out on the, on the show notes. And, and uh, once this episode airs, um, I'll, I'll definitely be, uh, you know, tagging, tagging you, know, you on everything and, and uh, promoting, uh, promoting your, your practice. Um, so, yeah, for, for my audience, hey, please get your, you know, Get your mind right. Uh, right now, mental health is very is a, a very strong topic that's going on right now. A lot of people are uh, depression is at an all time high. Anxiety 
uh, people, uh, suicide rate is up the roof. Um, so yeah, it is very, it's not just regular people <laughs> like, like me and David. It's not, I mean, it's, it's high profile people, um, that's, that's passing away, uh, tragically. So it's one of those where, uh, please get with, with coaches like David that, that can help you, um, integrate certain, certain practices that can help you in a holistic, um, manner, in a, in a multidimensional, uh, facet, not just, you know, treating the symptoms where, like I said, David's looking to, uh, use, uh, the things that he's that he's uh, learned uh, through his story, and uh, to help others, you know, mentally, physically, and uh, spiritually. If you get a chance, please check out his website. Please download that um, that offer. Um, I'll be downloading that, checking it out. Sometimes that can be a late night uh, <laughs> creative. But uh, yeah, once again, this has been another awesome, uh, awesome episode.